Today's podcast deals with one of these everyday things we often take for granted. Joseph Gavednik and I will be back after this word from our sponsor. Taking care of your mental health is just as important as your physical health. At Columbia Wellness, we offer behavior health care for all ages. From telehealth counseling to inpatient addiction care, we offer the level of support your mind needs. Don't wait to enjoy life again. Give us a call at 360-423-0203. At Columbia Wellness, your wellness is our passion. Welcome back. I'm Joseph Kovednik with the Cowlitz County Historical Museum. And I'm Larry Hembury with Cowlitz County Department of Emergency Management. As I indicated before the break, today's topic is something that is extremely critical to our everyday lives, yet something most of us take for granted and simply put on autopilot, which is kind of a segue into today's topic. Today we will be talking about the history of transportation here in Cowlitz County and some of the more historic events related to transportation. You know, Joseph, um, I I find it fascinating that um, we have so many things here in Cowlitz County. And when we talk transportation, most people automatically go to their car. It's the natural choice. It's the the primary mode of transportation for most people these days, especially with... um, a suburban sprawl that happened after a, a post-World War II development. Uh, we are, as Americans, just, uh, we're, we're glued to our cars. We love our cars, and our cars are part of our identity. You know, and, and it's cars, it's trucks. Uh, we see semis. We've got buses, planes. we got jets, a transportation route overhead. We've got trains that go through Cowlitz County. We've got boats. We've got ships bikes, hikes, you know, just to name a few of the ways that uh, we transport ourselves. And, and part of the, the combination of what makes these, uh, the mechanized forms of transportation work is the infrastructure that supports them. Uh, paved roads, uh, rail lines uh, laid out for the trains, uh, ports built for ships to uh, come in and offload their cargo. So um, it's not just the uh, the technology that goes into making a, a vehicle that works that gets people around, but you need to have um, roads that are efficient because in the early days, our roads were um, just a muddy mess pretty much in a, in a nutshell. You know, and that, to me, third generation, and often I take myself back to that first generation that came here back in the 1800s, and what was it like here in Cowlitz County? What was transportation like? And what what was critical to transportation? I'd say uh, water was the preferred method in, in most ways because it's easier to transport um, on, a, on a river barge or a canoe or a, um, a small boat uh, going along water, which is relatively, unless you're going against the current, um, it's relatively flat uh, with a slight incline, of course, going out to the ocean. But on, a, on land, though, you're dealing with uh, rocks and rough terrain and mountains and forests and ravines. And unless there's a, a, a roadway or a, an established trail, it, it can be, even with an established trail, it can be a bit of a challenge. But there has to be overland routes and uh, seaborne routes. You know, and, and that's part of the fascination for me is back in the day, they didn't have drones. They didn't have planes. They didn't have cars to figure out the best way these transportation routes were going to be. And so, you know, if you walk out uh, like I used to do outdoor school up at CISPUS, 
And if you would walk out in the middle of the forest and stop and just look around, how would you know which way is north, south, east, west? How would you know where you're going, you know? And and I know that there were ways, but it's pretty amazing to think about what we have today. It really is. I, I'm always amazed when I look at maps that were created, say, in the 1800s that are fairly accurate to what we would produce for uh, geographic maps now. And then you look at the cartography from the 1600s and it's somewhat uh, accurate for the most part, but the, the proportions of land masses and continents is, is different. And then you go back into the 1500s and it's a, a lot different. Uh, it, it's, um, yeah, we, we don't, they didn't have the drones and I, it would be interesting to talk to, um, people that are experienced with the cartography, how did they, um, you know, plot out all these maps that were fairly accurate? Yeah, you know, and, and on the, the flip side, with transportation comes accidents. And so, you know, there's been some pretty significant accidents here in Cowlitz County and, and or events that have affected transportation. That's true. In fact, uh, at, at the point of this recording here, we're in the same month of the centennial of the Allen Street Bridge collapse, which happened in on January 3rd, 1923, which was the most catastrophic bridge collapse and uh, bridge fatality incident, actually, in Washington state history. They actually don't know the total number of casualties in it because so many people that were transporting across that bridge were uh, migrant workers or transient workers that are working on building the new city of Longview, going back and forth between uh, uh, Kelso and and the the site, the work sites in the city of Longview that was being constructed. Uh, that was a incredible event of a, a kind of a perfect storm of um, a crowded situation on a bridge that was already in a very frail state ready to collapse it was a wood bridge that um, was not built to carry those types of loads it had been uh, refurbished a few years before where they just laid more wood on top of an already ailing structure adding more weight to it there was a vehicle that stalled that um, caused a backup there had been a major log jam on the river that piled up on that bridge that was just cleared that day and then there was also some other um, structural issues that possibly involved uh, some rust that was on some of the um, other uh, on the metal parts of the bridge. And then all of a sudden, a, a, a cable snaps that was uh, load bearing, and then the bridge just dumped everybody into the water. You know, and and we just recently went through um, a supply chain shortage, uh, the ability to transport um, things, but. In our history here in Cowlitz County, there was a, a year, if I'm not mistaken, that there was a significant series of events that uh, created a lot of waterway issues, right? Like, great like, freeze? Or yes, there was a great freeze in uh, 1930. Um, in fact, that, that also affected other parts of the state as well, but the Cowlitz River froze over in 1930, so there, that froze all the all the any uh, uh, ferry transportation or or anything that would go up and down the river. Um, an interesting point, and this is uh, further north up here in uh, the Tacoma area, but at that same time, the, the winter of 29 and 1930, the power was knocked out and the USS Lexington, which was an aircraft carrier, was moored 
on the port up there in Tacoma, and they ran power lines from the aircraft carrier and used its generators to power the city. So this was kind of a, an issue that affected other parts of our state. We were, we were of course, suffering as well, um, the same major freeze. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, this time of year, I, I think back to uh, a particular incident when I was in the fire service where uh, there was a two-vehicle accident um, uh, right there at Kelso, uh, I-5 at uh, exit 39, in which a passenger van um, with, uh, I believe it was seven people in, um, was struck by a semi because the freeway had frozen over. And it was black ice. Nobody was really aware. And I remember going out. We went up to the van. And while we were at the van, um, another vehicle started coming sideways towards us. And so we were grabbing people out of the vehicle and heading down the hill, passing them off to the ambulance so they could be safe inside. Um, And that vehicle struck the van. And we got the remainder of the passengers out. And next thing we knew, within five minutes, there were over 20 vehicles stacked up before just north of the overpass at 39, extending to just south of the overpass at 39. So that was that was a big event. And it's amazing to think about when you lose your traction, uh, how it can cause accidents like that. Um, when you think about a, a typical automobile, you've got... Oh, a space of about maybe a, a square foot of actual contact between the rubber tire and road and that square foot or thereabouts. Um, if that's on ice, you've got almost nothing. And and so when you think also uh, make it a larger scale on a railroad, those are on metal wheels that don't um, conform to the shape of a flat rail or flat road, uh, they're barely touching any contact on those rails. And that's why it takes a train so long to slow down because of the weight and size and then the, this minimal contact. You know, and, and we've had two significant train accidents here um, in Cowlitz County, uh, two head-ons that closed I-5 during my time in the fire service. So um, additionally, the other thing that we're pretty famous for here in Washington is rain. And rain and transportation, that also adds up to bad things. Right. Flooding and, and, and things like that happen. Uh, and rain also was a problem in the in the old days because when before we had the paved roads, we had the like the military road that was created to join Fort uh, Vancouver to Fort Silicon, which was up in the um, Olympia area. Uh, that road was built around the 1860s, and to to go up and down those those roads and 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 uh, high, highways at the time they called it, uh, you get a lot of rain, you get a lot of mud, and it just bogs down. and And we actually have a um, a video that is, I believe, available on the Cowles County Historical Museum's website that has a little um, like a five minute video that's about the the Cowles corridor and the military road going up and down between. Uh, roughly Toledo, which is as far as a ferry could go up year round uh, to Callitz Landing about a, a mile or so away from Toledo. And then you would have to go up uh, 46 miles over land to get to uh, the South Puget Sound in, in Olympia. 
And that 46 miles was not in 45 minutes. No, it wasn't a, a 45 mile drive at 65 miles per hour, 70, 80 miles per hour. It was uh, it was a slog, especially during the wrong time of the year, which is probably half of the year here. And and you know, in addition to the those, we had we had uh, we have slides, we have roads wash out, we have a variety of transportation issues. And, and that's not just specific to Callitz County, but, but that's what we're talking about is, is Callitz County. And, and we have uh, uh, all kinds of beautiful, beautiful country here. And a lot of it is related to the amazing amount of rain that we receive. You know, uh, another thing, too, is uh, what, when you have um, the infrastructure that catches up, because it, you know, it's hard to, if we have a freezing rain incident like we had recently, the roads are very slick. But it's not like how it was when they were dirt roads or gravel roads. And our roads have improved with um, the Pacific Highway, which became U.S. 99 in 1927. And then um, eventually in 1964, uh, 99 was beginning to get phased out so that I-5 in 1968 could be the main interstate, part of that interstate highway system. It, it, um, it really improved the transportation a lot. And so we really... I think take it for granted that we can go great distances with an automobile that would take, say, if we were going to go down to Portland and it was uh, prior to the, these major highways, it, you know, if you're on foot or on horse, it's a two day experience at least. Yeah. And the, those of you that have been around for a while probably remember Kelso drive was the old highway, uh, ocean beach highway. Uh, some of you remember Ferguson's restaurant, mm -hmm. the most popular restaurant on the the highway as i've been told and so you know things have changed uh over the years and they will continue to change they, they will and and when you look at the perspective of say a, a two-day walk or ride on a horse down to portland well a steamer could be um here in kelso let's say and get you down to portland a lot faster maybe hour and a half two hours three hours uh, depending on how many stops i'd say probably about a three hour ferry ride, which is much better because you're not uh, arriving with really sore feet. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, we talk about the riverways and stuff and we're not without our accidents on the, on the riverways here. Also, probably one of the most famous uh, incidents was the protector alpha fire back in the 1980s that uh, was aboard a ship that was docked at the port of Kalama. Uh, ended up in the middle of the Columbia River shipping channel. So, you know, we, we have our share of things here in Cowlitz County. And uh, what I'd like to encourage folks today is uh, when you get behind the wheel of your, of your vehicle, please remember that you are going fast. Uh, 20 miles an hour may not seem fast to you, but there's the laws and there's the laws of physics. And... Uh, a larger object striking a smaller object, something something has to give. And so please just be careful out there, folks. Uh, think about the conditions. And if you have to be somewhere on a certain time, think about leaving earlier, especially this time of year. Absolutely. Uh, try to pad your schedule a little bit so you're not rushing, you're not worrying about forgetting things, and then you're speeding and not paying attention to the road. Uh, like you mentioned, Larry, there's really a law of tonnage out there that 
exceeds and, and supersedes the law of the road. And um, you know, on the waterway too, we, we've talked about that where you may have the right of way, but if a freighter is coming at you and they're in a shipping lane, it doesn't matter if you have the right of way by law, they have the right of way by tonnage. That's absolutely correct. So Joseph, thanks today for the, uh, the review of some of the history here in uh, transportation in Cowlitz County. And I'm Larry Hembree with Cowlitz County Emergency Management. And I'm Joseph Govenick with the Cowlitz County Historical Museum. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today.